0: Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy
1: Francis. Well, welcome, my friend. We are coming up on a milestone here. This is, what, show 699. Coming up wow. on show 700, which actually means our 600th show. Yeah. We've done 600 shows over 12 years, and we are still getting brand new listeners. We got a bunch of people calling this morning saying that they've never heard animal radio before. They're glad that there's something like this on the radio. Well, welcome, finally. Tell your friends about it. Let me introduce you to the crew over here. We have Dr. Debbie. She answers your vet medical questions. Also, dog trainer Alan Cable, who uh, you have some pretty well behave dogs. I gotta say, whenever we go out, uh, my dogs are always yapping, making noise. Your dogs always seem so well behaved.
2: Yes, my dogs are happy and well adjusted, and your dogs are neurotic like you.
1: My dogs pee. Our animals reflect our owners, so Joey pees a lot.
3: Yes, I yes. pee a lot, so <laughs> <laughs> my, my dogs mimic
1: the behavior. Dog Father Joey Valani, of course, from Animal Planets, Dogs 101, and Groomer Has It, and of course, the pinnacle of his career on Animal, animal Radio. And he'll answer right. your grooming questions today. Also, Animal Communicator Joey. Turner joins us on Skype every week. She can uh, bridge the gap between you and your pet. It could be your childhood pet. It could be a pet that's no longer alive. She has powers which I wouldn't even claim to think that I might have. Uh, but she can talk to any animal uh, anywhere, anytime. Uh, but there are occasions that animals will uh, not want to talk to you. Is that correct?
4: Actually, very, very rarely. They may not want to answer certain questions that their people ask them. Mm-hmm. But even that's typically rare. over my entire life, and I've been doing this my whole life, there's only been a handful of dogs that have not wanted to talk.
1: I remember one occasion when somebody called in and wanted to know if their wife was fooling around, mm. uh, wanted the dog to tell you whether or not their wife was fooling around. Someone believe- was
5: coming to the house while the husband was gone. The
1: dog didn't want to speak in that particular case, as I remember.
4: Exactly. And it's not so much that that dog wouldn't talk to us, but it needed to feel like he was being loyal to everyone and not sure. just one.
2: Sure. Didn't want to be a tattletale.
1: <laughs>
3: Tattle, tattle.
2: I think that dog would have talked with a piece of beef jerky in front of his face. Is she cheating?
3: I would have talked with a a beef jerky in front of my face, so I could only imagine
1: a dog.
2: (laughs) Hal's able to talk to sticks of butter. I don't know if you knew that or not.
1: Hey, it's something I really don't brag about because people think it's funny, but when you hear what butter has to say, you take it a little more seriously.
2: He's the butter whisperer.
1: You know what butter says? Spread Spread me. Spread (laughs) me. (laughs) <laughs> oh, <laughs> you owe me a Pepsi. All right. <laughs> well, let's uh, head to the phones right now. In fact, 1-866-405-8405 to speak to any one of these dream team members. And
6: while Judy's screening calls right there, let's check in with Stacy Cohn. So this pygmy goat walks into a bar. <laughs> in montana no less you know that's where they serve roadkill now you can actually eat off the ground in montana if a deer has been killed or something they'll scoop it up for you but that's not what this is about this is about a goat that walked into a bar this story coming up um i'll tell you all about it Uh, this this uh little goat uh, made his getaway and where was he going to run to that first bar that had a barstool with his name on it i'll tell you all the details coming up on animal radio news okay that's interesting (laughs)
1: I don't know if it'll top a schnauzer joke. No, nobody laughed at the schnauzer joke. There were millions of people in their cars laughing at that. We got calls all last week from people saying they loved that schnauzer joke.
3: See, I liked it. You guys are the tough audience here, let me tell you. You guys just oh, looked yeah, at me. yeah, they're
2: brutal. Brutal. Dogs or
4: cats, horse or emu. Are people too. A Sacramento couple said they were shocked and confused when their dog received a bill from Verizon online. Steve Finelli and Sean Donovan said their lasso offso named Andy Finelli received a notice in the mail from a collections agency about a bill totaling $142.34. Verizon said the bill was meant for a man named Andy Finelli who lives on the other side of the country. Owner Donovan said just because there's an Andy Finelli back east doesn't mean you send a letter to Andy Finelli in California. AFNI Collections Agency said the confusion may have resulted from the fact that Andy Finelli, the dog, has his own American Express card, which Donovan obtained when it was offered to family members. Donovan said she often takes her girlfriends out to lunch on Andy, the dog. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. To animal radio.
0: Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joy Vellani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al
1: Abrams and Judy Francis. Now, Alan, is it correct? Today you're starting a new feature on Animal Radio,
2: peaking Dr.
1: Dr. New Debbie's feature. Entry.
2: Yes. What is it? Yes. yes. What, yeah. What's it called? Yeah. My, my new feature is uh, uh, get Dr. K- get Dr. Debbie excited. That's what it's called. <laughs>
7: Wow. Uh, he, Good thing this is can radio. We have several yeah. interpretations of that.
2: Well, see, Do- Dr. Debbie is very, very interested in and gets very excited about gross things she from does. around the world. I so know. I will be searching, me and my team of researchers, uh, we'll mm-hmm. be every day probing the world, looking underneath the underbelly of the world for topics and stories that pique Dr. Debbie's excitement.
5: Hear that, Guido? He's got a job for you. Probing and underbelly
1: and exciting Dr. Debbie, all words yes. I never thought I would have heard only in a gross in way. Only in a gross
2: way. Okay.
1: That's very exciting. That's coming up in today's show. There's a reason to stick around alone, just just for that. Also today, uh, Victoria Stillwell from, uh, what's her show? It's, it's the Me dog, or the me. Dog. It's Me or the Dog, something like that. Uh, she's going to kill me for not remembering her show. Also, Joey Herrick will be joining us. He, of course, is the top dog over at Dick Van Patten's Natural Balance. Used to be on the John Davidson show. He used to be the music director on the John Davidson show. And he Years met ago. Dick,
4: that's Dick how Van he, Patten. That's, yeah, that's how they met
1: Not only just a great food company, but they do fun things every year. They always have Guinness World Record floats at the New Year's Rose Parade. This year, they have a brand new television show.
5: Hey, I tell you, if I didn't work here, I wouldn't mind
4: That's where you'd be. That's where I'd be. be. Yeah, they're very (laughs) pet friendly.
1: Also on the show today, we're going to be talking to a guy who practices his veterinary medicine online, over the Internet, until Texas shut him down, saying that he shouldn't be doing that. We'll talk to him and find out what the whole deal is about that coming up in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Hi, Christy. How are you?
8: I am great. Thank you so much for taking my call. What's going on? I have a dilemma. Mm -hmm. I have a men slash chihuahua we got from the shelter about five years ago. He has a doggy door outside of the bathroom. He goes every time. But when it rains, he's terrified. He will pee and poo, whatever, right outside the doggy door. So when I'm thinking, okay, I'll take him outside, and I'm going to go on a walk. I put little umbrellas over him. I have little doggy, (laughs) you know, things, booties. I have my umbrella over him, even my coat. And I'm sure my neighbors are thinking, here's this crazy lady (laughs) crouched down with, like, a coat. They're like, oh, my God who's this person? I have tried everything, and the thing is, he's terrorized, and I don't want to jerk him or punish him when he does the wrong thing, but I want to get to the underlying problem. It's worse because when, let's say, I take him on a walk, there's sprinklers that a neighbor has put out, and there's wet pavement, he will stop in his tracks, and I have to lift him to go to a dry place. I don't, it seems ridiculous. He is so terrified, and I'm not going to jerk him, you know, across the street or anything else. He's already terrified about the whole thing, which I don't know the underlying reason for that, but I feel sorry for him, and all he does is wait until I go in another room, you know, he pees right by the doggy door, never, ever, anywhere in the house, I don't know what to do. I've tried all these different things, and I'm completely out of ideas.
2: You're a really smart lady, and and it's really good what you said about not wanting to punish your dog. Do you have a a place where you can watch the rain, where the rain won't fall, like an overhang or a little patio with a roof area?
8: No, not really.
2: All right. Well, then you know what you can do? I'll tell you what. You're going to start by creating really good positive associations for rain. And the way to start is because your dog's so terrified, the next time it rains, you're going to put your dog on a leash, you're going to walk over to the front door, and you're going to stand you're not going to say anything. Don't talk. Just put your dog on a leash, open the front door, and stand there and watch the rain together. Don't move, don't talk, and every couple of minutes just go good girl, good dog, and give her a treat. Okay? And you're going to do that You're going to do that for a while. Put these words in your mind, consistency, patience, positivity. Plant those in your mind because that's, that's what you're going to have to do. And slowly but surely, as your dog starts to calm and associate rain with, hey, I'm getting a treat when it rains... You're going to go and take your dog for a short walk in the rain. No umbrellas, no booties, no big, you know, how to do. It's going to be very matter of fact. Or you might start doing it after it rains to, you know, to increase the association. Wait till after it rains. Take your dog for a walk on the wet pavement. You know, every couple of minutes, you're going to give your dog a treat and say, good girl. And you're going to build up to the point where you're actually walking your dog in the rain, and giving her treats and praising her. And then when it rains, you're going to take your dog out on a leash, not use the doggy door. You're going to physically go out there with your dog. But the thing you have to remember is you're not talking. You're acting calm. You're acting confident. You're showing your dog that rain is nothing to be afraid of, and indeed, rain is something uh, that is really positive because I get treats and I get praise. And over time, you will associate your dog And rain with good things. You'll you'll eliminate the negative association. We don't know what that negative association is, but you know, I'll tell you what. It's real common for dogs to be afraid of thunder and lightning and fireworks. And uh, she might associate rain with that, with a thunderstorm. So time, patience, consistency, and just realize you've got to stick to the plan. You have to have a plan, and you've got to stick to it. Uh, don't abandon the plan because you don't think it's working. It might take two, three, four months because it doesn't rain every day, so you're going to have to wait to do this.
9: How did this start?
2: it can start in a a variety of ways usually uh, a dog will associate something with a bad event so let's say when your dog was a puppy there was a thunderstorm uh, that would create a negative fearful association that you have not changed and it would just manifest itself her whole life so you have to replace the negative association with positive associations how it started we don't know we weren't there when it started so we can't answer that question
5: since it doesn't rain a lot can't she even get just a hose you
2: said she's afraid of sprinklers you can just turn the sprinkler on and st- sit. Th- stand there, don't sit, stand next to your dog in the backyard and move her close to the sprinkler to the point where she starts to get anxious and stop right there, give her a treat, say, good girl, good dog, and just watch the sprinkler together. That's a great idea, Judy.
8: That's a great idea. I never thought of that because the thing is, the worst thing, he's terrified, the worst thing I could do is yank the dog and say, come on. come on, right. No. I have to carry the dog. That
2: sounds ridiculous. Well, the other thing is you don't want to carry your dog. You don't want to pick your dog no. because that that again is reinforcing, you know, you're giving your dog attention, lots of attention oh. and making her more fearful. You're you're basically when you pick your dog up in the rain, here's the message you're sending your dog. You're saying, "Yes, you should be scared. I'm scared too." Okay. You understand? So, so you want to be calm, patient, confident. Do not pick her up. Keep her on a leash. Don't take her out in the rain. Just watch the rain together. Watch the sprinkler together. Mm. And you're going to see over t- over time she starts to calm, and she'll start to associate the water with a good thing, meaning I'm getting treats and praise every time oh. water's around.
8: I never thought of that because I was like, my wits ends. I'm sure my neighbors, when I bring the umbrella over, I'm sure they're thinking, this lady is insane. They're watching it. She comes again with this dog. She's like a freak person because I try and I try.
2: I can hear the anxiety in your voice. So basically, when it rains, you're getting anxious, which makes your dog more anxious.
8: Okay. I don't know. He was hit by a car, he had a fractured pelvis or whatever. I'm sure it has nothing to do with that.
2: I'm just curious. Is he terrified of cars?
8: That's funny you say that. He was hit by a car. Somebody brought him in. And um, he he was terrified going outside, so I desensitized him. And so little by little, i I praise him. Good Toby! Oh, that's so good, good. And he will go outside now on a walk. No worries.
2: And you do the you you desensitize him to the rain the same exact way. You keep a bucket of treats in your pocket and do okay. the same exact thing with the rain as you did with the truck.
10: Prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs kills through contact so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 kill all flea life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet specialty retailers.
4: Mom, I had the best dream. <laughs> well, good morning to you, too. Okay, so I was a knight. I had a sword, and our house was a castle. It was an angry dragon. It was kind of scary. Oh, yeah? But I protected
13: the castle. Oh, that's my brave little man. I'm glad our castle is safe.
14: Your home is your castle, and sometimes you need help defending it. The National Association of Realtors supports maintaining homeowner tax incentives because they make home ownership more affordable for more families. Learn more at houselogic.com.
15: It was the moment I realized I was about to lose my job.
10: I found myself searching for pills instead of just being with my family.
15: At that moment, I finally decided to get help from my addiction to opioids.
10: The prescription painkillers.
15: At TurnToHelpNow.com, you'll learn that opioid dependence is a real medical condition and that there are different ways to get help, including those in a private setting, without the need for daily visits.
10: That moment led me to to TurnToHelpNow.com.
15: Make now your moment. Visit TurnToHelpNow.com today.
11: Hi, this is Steve Garvey on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and
0: neuter your animals. Thank you. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405.
1: portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by D-Herbs, with over 400 products available for both you and your pet. Jumpstart the health revolution and experience healing. Go to D-Herbs, that's the letter D, herbs.com, providing solutions for better health. Will this
2: excite Dr. Debbie? That's the name of my contest. What is it? Will this excite Dr. Debbie? (laughs) That's that's what it'll be each week. Oh, dear. We should get the listeners in on that. Yes, (laughs)
7: Yes, <laughs> I, and I figure
2: you can give prizes away. You know, you get two listeners on the phone, and, then, and they don't know what I'm going to Well, Well, actually, you could tell them off the air what it is, mm-hmm. and then they, they guess, yay or nay.
7: So, so I'm going to have to give hints, because there was something else that was just really interesting. In Vegas, we have kind of the invasion of uh, grasshoppers, you know, the little locusts. I saw that. Yes, and they're everywhere. So we're walking the dogs, you know, they're at 5 in the morning, and they're everywhere, all over this parking lot. And Boss... Like every two feet, he's jumping and leaping and he's trying to catch and eat these things. They're plastered all over the building of my, my hospital. And I walk into the back door and I'm going crunch, crunch, crunch,
13: crunch. And they're all
7: like little grasshopper carcasses. So, uh, that was cool. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm getting saying? my phone out, taking pictures. <laughs>
1: If you're uh, brand new to Animal Radio, Dr. Debbie loves smells and gross things. Uh, she loves to smell dogs' ears. She loves uh, expressing uh, a anal glands. Smell. Uh, yeah.
2: Yes, she does. That's her favorite. And you know what's really cool? The way she talks about it in such a clinical way, but you can hear the underlying <laughs> excitement and glee.
1: And we head to Larry. Hey, Larry, how are you doing?
2: Good.
16: How are you?
1: Good. Where are you calling from today?
16: Oh, right now I'm in North Platte, Nebraska. I'm a truck driver.
1: Okay, and drive very carefully there. I have Dr. Debbie here. What's going Hi. on?
16: Hi, Dr. Debbie. I've been fighting yeast infection in my chocolate lab's ears for a year. Okay. And I've been using all of this solution that's supposed to clean and dry them, and then Otomax drops. Mm-hmm. And okay. And I took, I took her to our own vet back home in Minnesota, um on Thursday and he um he looked at it under a microscope and determined that yes that's indeed what it was and then he gave her a a shot that was I think cortisone.
7: Okay. And
16: yeah. then um I have ointment that I put in her ears twice a day. I'm driving right now so I can't get to the pills to see what all but one pill was um, one and a half tablets Um, once a day for 20 days. And he said, you don't want to miss any days with this because it it heals the skin layer by layer from the inside out and it takes 20 days to do it. And the other pill, I think it maybe was a follow-up to the cortisone or something, was one pill every day for seven days and then one every other day for 14 days.
7: Okay, yeah, that's what it sounds like. sounds like probably an antibiotic was the first one, because it takes about three weeks for cell turnover. And then the second one uh, sounds like a steroid of some sort, because you had a tapering schedule there.
16: Okay. Now, here is my question. Um, He mentioned that by the time I go through this with all the medications and stuff, like four times I could pay for the surgery. What surgery is that? And he explained, he actually took his finger and ran it down Candy's cheekbone, and he says we would actually cut away that ear canal, or cut that, slice that ear canal down to where it, oh, about two inches or so, down to where it makes it turn in.
7: And oh, yeah, okay.
16: And stitch it up so it stays open and it can drain. And I know, you know, in humans, doctors put tubes in your ears sometimes for people that have problems with water in their ears, and make it drain, and I wondered if you had heard of that, because I talked to Some other people that are pretty big time into dogs and they hadn't heard of that surgery before.
7: Yeah, and, and from what it sounds like, he's recommended a surgery called a lateral ear canal uh, resection. And basically, the place that this procedure can have for dogs with ear problems um, are particularly those that we have trouble getting down to the deep part of the ear canal. And and dogs' ear canals are a very different shape than ours. With, with people, you could take a Q-tip and accidentally shove it too far and pop your eardrum. With dogs, that is impossible with normal uh, routine means because they're a part of the eardrum that goes down uh, vertically, and then it turns and goes horizontally inside the base of the head. So it's really kind of like an L, if you will. And um, if there's infection at that deep part where the L is horizontal, it's really hard to get that cleaned out effectively. So um, the Ear resection surgery removes that outside uh, wall of cartilage and basically allows you to get the medicine down at the source. So he's right; that can be a very helpful thing. Um, And I actually, the last dog I had done that surgery on was a standard poodle, not a dog you think of a whole lot with some of these, you know, ear infections. And it really made a huge Uh difference in the home care and, um, and and really for the people tackling that. Now there are some other things that you know, as far as with recurrent ear infections, uh, for me, a lot of it is really getting. To the, some of the core reasons why we get ear infections in uh, dogs, or Labradors in particular. Um, so things like um, thyroid problems, low thyroid problems in dogs can cause a propensity for ear infections. So if you know your vet thinks that might be something worthwhile checking out, you know it's a great thing yeah, if we can oh, treat I it. Love Yeah. And then other things so common in retrievers, uh, as well as other dogs, are allergies, Uh, seasonal allergies and food allergies. So some dogs with those types of conditions will just blow with ear infections on again and off again all the time. So it's a little bit more costly to do some of the testing for some of the allergy conditions, but there are some simple things like diet change, going to hypoallergenic diets, um, or using some medicines that are geared towards symptoms of allergy, like Cyclosporine, which is, is actually my preference rather than steroids on a long term basis. If we can, you know, avoid steroids, I prefer that. Um, so, so those are some more like long term strategies you can look at. Um, sure. and, and, uh, you know, so I wouldn't poo-poo that idea of the surgery. It's just, for me, I, I would want to make sure it's something that, you know, is appropriate for, for your pet. And and then the other big problem I see with a lot of dogs with recurrent ear infections is we just don't get to the heart of the infection and clean the ear out. And, uh, you know, if we're considering that plumbing builds in dogs' ears, um, it's hard to clean at home. So ear flushes under general anesthesia can be very helpful to get that plumbing clean, yeah. get the garbage out, and then it helps you to be more effective in your home care. So that might be something as well, if that's, you know, appropriate for him.
16: And see, he did explain that to me, too. He said, uh, I probably wasn't going nearly deep enough, but I'd go like an inch, and she'd yelp, you know. It was hurting her, so he didn't mm-hmm. try to pursue it either by going any further. He said, we got to get that healed up, but he was afraid maybe that, my attempts at cleaning, I was just pushing it down inside worse, you know. So yeah, I hope we yeah. Get, it, get on top. But, but I just, that was the main thing. I want to know if you had heard about that surgery. And Yeah, I will. Uh, I wrote down thyroid problem. I will ask about that. mm
7: mm-hmm yeah and that lateral ear canal surgery um the dog of uh, the breed that we t- tend to do this the most in tends to be Cocker spaniels um, because uh, for a lot of reasons they tend to have uh, a lot of ear infections. so if that procedure's done early on before there's a lot of chronic scarring in those ears, um some of these pets can can really can manage them much much easier at home and they just look a little different you know it's fine you know the ear flap covers it, so it's not anything that you know will change uh, aesthetics or anything so Well, thank
16: you for your call, Larry. Good luck with that. I've talked to you before about a couple years ago about her. I can't remember what the issue was, but you're always a lot of help and I sure do enjoy your program on the radio.
1: Glad
7: to help. Thank you. Thank you for your call, Larry.
16: Thanks
1: again. Bye now. 1 405 8405. You know, we hear about new listeners every week. It's great to hear about listeners like that that have been with us for so long. We, we enjoy it. Thank you so much.
2: Have you guys seen my strange obsession on TLC?
1: What's that? It's no. the
2: show where they have lunatics on there that are obsessed with different things. And uh, this one I was watching, this lady's obsessed with rats. She has 19 rats, and her husband made her get a separate apartment, you know, because he doesn't like rats. Her husband's like, maybe we can get over this soon, and we can get back together the way it should be. And she looks at him and goes, no, I don't think so. Nothing's going to change. Our our marriage is pretty much over because my rats come first. (laughs) (laughs) They say rats make good pets. (laughs) She's got 19 of them, and she loves them beyond reality. I mean... They kiss her. They sleep with her. They uh, they do just about everything you can do with a person.
1: You dirty rat! You. I thought you dirty didn't rat. have cable.
2: I don't. I see it on the internet. I see. Yeah, I, I cruise the I... internet every day looking for the finest. There's also a lady on there who likes to be stung by bees. She's obsessed with bee stings. She stings herself 15 times a day.
3: Oh, how how nice! Very exciting. How sick. How That's sick. a show I can't miss.
2: Yeah. And her our, and our husband says, you know, I'm starting to get concerned. It's starting to get concerned. Huh? i starting to worry about this.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by...
10: Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs. Kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes. Repels biting flies and kills lice. D-Herbs, home of the Full Body Cleanse, also offers 100% all-natural, all-herbal pet care products with over 400 products available for both you and your pet. You know the importance of human health and nutrition, but what about your pets? Jumpstart the health revolution and experience healing holistically and naturally for you and your pet. Go to dherbs.com. That's dherbs.com, providing solutions for better health.
17: canine caviar so what are you feeding your dog if you didn't answer canine caviar visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer healthier life
5: ladies are any of these symptoms familiar weight gain hot flashes rapid heartbeat night sweats how about fatigue nausea low energy or what about sleeplessness low libido and fat storage, especially around the belly area. If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal balance in women over 40 so you can finally lose the weight. And all of the other menopause symptoms simply go way to receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-851-8111 free supplies are limited so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-851-8111 that's 1-800-851-8111
10: this is an animal radio news update brought to you by the scoop free self-cleaning litter box never see touch or smell messy waste again
6: I'm Stacey Cohen for Animal Radio. There's a museum in Russia, and they're celebrating their... Feline employees. Get a load of this. According to Ria Novista, the Hermitage Museum in St. Petersburg is hosting an exhibit that'll be honoring the 60 cats that they used to protect the paintings from mice and rats. The practice dates back to about 1764 when Catherine the Great created the institution and gave the four-legged guards a formal rank and stipend. Well, now the Hermitage Museum has put together a separate gallery featuring the paintings of Alexandra Steinlin, who was noted for Love of cats, what a great thing I think that 'd be a great exhibit. City officials in Paris are using a courtlet of black sheep to go green. The New York Times says the animals were purchased to trim the grass in a patch of land near the city 's archives. Officials have dubbed the method "echo grazing because they considered a more environmentally friendly alternative to gas guzzling mechanical lawnmowers or uh, herbicides. Employees at the archives reportedly wanted a donkey, but the officials deemed the sheep to be a little bit more appropriate. And while residents are invited to visit the animals, they are protected by a three-foot-high electric fence. The echo grazers will uh, reportedly be on the job until October. Well, I know this is going to sound like a uh, a, a goat walked into the bar, but <laughs> it's was kind of a story. It turns out a pygmy goat found in a Montana bar wasn't actually there to wet his whistle. According to the Montana Standard, the animal was supposedly brought into the Butte establishment early Sunday morning. Patrons called the police, and the goat was taken to a local animal shelter, but its owner remained unknown until the shelter got a call from the Fairmont Hot Springs Resort's petting zoo. I guess the general manager explained that they knew one of their goats was missing, but they didn't realize it was stolen until they saw an article about a bar-going goat. And police are still looking for the culprit behind the theft, but the goat has since been returned safe and sound to the petting zoo. A little extra Easter feasting uh, helped a giant rabbit named Ralph reclaim his title as the world's biggest bunny. According to the Sussex Express, the four-year-old hopper who lives in Uckland, England, lost the title last year when another rabbit named Darius outweighed him. But Pauline Grant, who runs the farm Ralph calls home, says she spent about 75 bucks a week on meals. That's a lot of meals for a rabbit. They're not that big. That have helped him reach his new record-setting weight of 50 pounds. Ralph's daily diet includes a cabbage, broccoli, corn on the cob, half a cucumber, half a bag of watercress, two apples, two slices of brown bread. Whole-grain cereal with, of course, cream. It's probably that extra half a cucumber that put on the pounds. I'm Stacey Cohen. You can get more animal-breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update
10: brought to you by the Scoop Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at ScoopFree.com.
15: Do you enjoy cleaning your cat's litter box? I didn't think so. Scoop Free is the litter box that cleans itself, so you don't have to. Scoop Free automatically rakes waste away. But unlike other systems, you can leave Scoop Free alone for weeks at a time without handling waste or refilling litter. All you do is replace a disposable litter tray, and you'll never see, smell, or touch messy
17: waste again. Learn more about the number one rated automatic litter box at ScoopFree.com. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life.
4: Mom, I had the best dream. <laughs> well, good morning to you, too. Okay, so I was at night. I had a sword, and our house was a castle. There was an angry dragon. It was kind of scary. Oh, yeah? But I protected the castle. Oh, that's my brave little man. I'm glad our
10: castle is safe.
14: Your home is your castle, and sometimes you need help defending it. The National Association of Realtors supports maintaining homeowner tax incentives because they make home more affordable for more families. Learn more at HouseLogic.com.
15: It was the moment I realized I was about to lose my job.
10: I found myself searching for pills instead of just being with my family.
15: At that moment, I finally decided to get help for my addiction to opioids.
10: The prescription painkillers.
15: At TurnToHelpNow.com, you'll learn that opioid dependence is a real medical condition and that there are different ways to get help including those in a private setting, without the need for daily visits.
10: That moment led me to to TurnToHelpNow.com.
15: Make now your moment. Visit TurnToHelpNow.com today. If you missed any part of today's
0: show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone
1: and Android. We'll head back to the phones in just one second. In fact, Judy is screening your calls. For Dr. Debbie, our veterinarian, dog trainer Alan Cable, our groomer dog father joey Volani, and animal communicator joy turner uh let's uh first head to the phones in line four we have victoria Stillwell on the phones hi victoria how are you doing
18: hello i'm good thank you
1: it's time for your biannual interview i guess you've got a brand new book <laughs> called train your I dog do. positively. And I like this because as of late, there's been two different camps on dog training. There's been the Caesar Milan, get your dog to roll over and, uh, sit on him and uh, be alpha and everything. And then there's the, uh, what do you call your kind of training?
18: It's the future of dog training. That's what it is. It's, uh, it's really scientifically based. It's, um, you know, after years and years and years of researching how dogs learn, what they need to be successful, how to deal with different behavioral issues, you know, the modern day behavioral science has proven that positive reinforcement methods for war-based training force-free is much more effective and safer option than the old-style dominance training. Well, that
1: can be psychologically damaging, huh? The old-style.
18: Yeah, it really can. And, you know, it, it's not only that. It's now got to the point now where, because dominance training still enjoys quite a, a media presence in this country, you know, it's getting to the stage where this is becoming a public health and safety issue. Dogs are becoming, when they have a confrontational relationship with their owners, they're becoming more aggressive. There are more bites. And, and dominance training really promotes more dogs to bite so positive training across the board whatever method you decide to use within under the umbrella is a lot safer and more effective
1: what if you started training your dog on the old system and you want to switch over to the new system can you do that
18: yes you absolutely can i think your dog will thank you for it i think your dog will turn to you and go oh my gosh what are you doing this is so much better but of course you know dogs have a voice but we just don't understand them so I think you're, you, there's. Uh, I have people coming to me all the time that say, I, I started this way and I want to make a change. And when they see the results, they wish that they'd discovered it sooner.
1: What's the book about?
18: Well, the book puts the debate right out there. Do you want to train using positive reinforcement or do you want to stick with dominant methods? And, and, that's, and I've put the debate out there and I've also backed it up on why you should really choose the positive reinforcement, why the future of dog training, modern dog training, is gonna be a lot more um, safer for your dog in the long run and and enable your dog to learn and be more successful. I really do think, you know, it's time to come out of the dark ages.
2: I like your book. I like I like the fact that, you know, the information, all kinds of information is out there. I don't see very many fear based training techniques anymore, although I know people do that on their own. Because they're insecure and crazy, but the more information, the better. And I love the fact that you're out there talking about uh, dogs needing a strong, passionate leader, because that—that's where it starts. It all starts with the owner, doesn't it?
18: Yeah, it does. And that's—I've done this for 15 years now, and so you know, I don't really need scientific research to kind of prove to me that this stuff works, because I see it every day, and I see what really firm but fair leadership does. And it changes lives. It doesn't just change lives for the dogs, it changes lives for the families that live with them. And that's what I'm about. And, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but I just think it's such a tragedy in this country and in other parts of the world that even though the balance is, it is, the scales are tipping, that people will still think that the fear-based techniques and the dominant techniques are the right way to go, because hey, it looks sexy on TV, doesn't it, if you like that kind of thing. It looks like it works, but the magic of editing and, um you know, you can say anything yep. works when it doesn't, so I hope
1: people change. Let's go ahead and give away some of these books here. I have 10 copies of Train Your Dog Positively, the author Victoria Stillwell, joining us, one 405 8405 Now, your program, It's Me or the Dog, which, by the way, airs in 40 countries, over 8 million viewers. It has just taken off, sort of <laughs> like the super nanny for dogs. Uh, are we looking for another season of that?
18: Well, at the moment, we're on hiatus. It's actually in 60 countries around the world, I think, last count. Wow. Um, We finished our eighth season, and now I'm—I, which is good because I am working on something else now, um, which is very exciting. And I can't say what it is and what network it's going to (laughs) be, but um, I think—and I've seen all the dog shows and the dog programs out there—and I think it's one of the most beautiful shows about dogs and man's relationship with dogs that there that there has ever been. So um that's what i'm filming at the moment and hopefully that will be on the screens in the new year but for the moment it's me or the dog is on hiatus no plans to do more at the moment
1: okay well we look forward to that and of course when uh, when you are ready to to announce it we'll be the first to announce it thank you so much for spending time with us victoria
18: thank you so much for having me on i always enjoy this
1: always have fun victoria well, i love her accent I, I wish I was born with oh, an accent
2: like oh, that. Don't, I, I, that. is the, the hottest thing there is. I'll tell you.
1: And she's she's a hot looking woman too.
2: Is she gone? Is she gone? Because I just, I just wanted to ask you, <laughs> you, guys. Uh, you know, because I didn't, I didn't want to start any trouble. You know, I don't, I not want to start because I love her. She's, I love, her. I love everything she says. But why do you think Cesar Milan? I heard you say, you know, the the old style dog, uh, negative uh, fear based training. He, he's not really like that. He's more in line with what she was talking about than, than anything else. Where, where did you get that idea? How
1: Caesar Milan actually one of his techniques is to to take the dog, roll it over on its back, and be uh, alpha, be
2: alpha, and I've never seen him do that. I've never seen him do that. I mean I I've seen him come up against, you know, very very aggressive dogs and I've never seen him actually do that. Maybe that was something I missed. He's totally positive reinforcement. I don't I don't understand where where you get that idea. I mean he's Every dog I've seen him work with has been based on gaining the dog's trust, giving the dog confidence. It's never fear. He's never, ever striving to make a dog afraid of him. It's always based on trust to begin with. I guess always. it's
5: some of his techniques that people have issues with. I think, don't I
2: like think, it. uh, I would like people, I would like to know what the techniques are only because I think people make things up in their heads a lot of times that are not based on fact because that guy, he's one of my heroes. I, I admire that guy so much.
3: Caesar doesn't like me too too much. Um I had he to like this was in, this, this was in my my hometown in New Jersey. you know being a stagehand, we used to have this, um, theater called the Bergen Performing Arts Center. So, um, they had asked me if I would, um, you know, do them a favor and come back and work with Caesar on stage. Cause, you know, he went out on tour and he, and he talks to people and talks about training and all. And what they did was they had questions from the audience and they wanted me to ask the questions. The only thing I can think of is, is he? Because you were the only one who I could read.
2: Being well, yeah, that's true.
3: Okay, so you want to go there? Okay, well, we'll discuss that <laughs> later. But anyway, um, what what happened was is it was my hometown. It was my home crowd. When I came out, they were screaming, cheering. And he, I guess he didn't like that too much, and he wouldn't talk to me. He wouldn't say. I tried to shake his hand. He walked out. He I just, <laughs> I did something. The only thing I said to him was hello. It was nice to meet you. We went on stage, and then after that, um, I'd wanted to take a picture and everything, and he wanted nothing to do with me. So
2: that's, that's very. And I didn't you even tell something.
3: him. I didn't even tell him I was going to slap him. You know.
2: Maybe he was was afraid. Maybe maybe because when you came out people were screaming, Where's my money, Joey? Where's my money?
3: (laughs) But I I like his methods. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think I think Caesar's methods are you know uh, just common sense almost.
2: Now,
1: this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Flex RX. Like people, as dogs get older, arthritis is the most common problem they face, and FlexRx doesn't just mask the symptoms, it restores natural joint function. FlexRx is available at pet shops and retailers across the country.
17: Hey, this is Cedar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced.
1: Uh, let's head to the phones. We have Sherry on the phones. Hey, Sherry, how are you doing?
9: Oh, I'm doing great. Now. How about you?
1: Good. What's going on in your world?
9: Well, I got a brand new puppy Aww. about three weeks ago, a teacup chihuahua. Oh, wow! Oh. Little his guy. Name, yes. His name is Sophie. And Ooh, Sophie. Um, I noticed after I had her for just a short time that the tips of her ears were curling backwards. Hmm. And at mm-hmm. first I thought it was really cute because it reminded me of, like the little pixie shoes. But now they're really turning backwards, and I did some research, and it said some things, but I want to double-check with you because I don't always believe what I read on the Internet.
7: Well, that's a good policy to have, definitely. you got to be a little skeptical. You mean you're saying I shouldn't
1: believe everything I see on the Internet? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt.
7: We do see this in some breeds of, of puppies where the ear tips curl kind of backward. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually something that they will grow out of. Um, now, when I got to ask when you got her, were her ears? were they standing erect at that point?
9: They almost were, and then within just a, about five days, they turned up again and then mm-hmm. and everything was fine. and then they just I just noticed just a real slight curl. And then now they're really curling, so I mess with them. You know, I I try to, and people say pin them and everything. If I pinned her ears, she'd be at them in a
7: second. Yeah. You know, and the honest truth is that in most dogs, this will return to normal. It may not be for many weeks or even several months, but usually by the time we're about six to seven months old, especially if those ears have been up and you saw them go into that erect state at one point and just kind of curl back after that, they're going to go back. You just got to give it time. Now, yes, you can do taping. And and there are definitely oodles of resources that you can look at for taping. But normally chihuahua ears do stand on their own. So we really don't have a lot of concern that we need to do that. If it is done, I have had people that I will just advise them to stick to something simple like cutting a little bit of moleskin and kind of affixing that to the inside of the ear to give it a little bit of extra upright um rigidity. But really, I mean, it's it's just an aesthetic thing. And yeah, it is kind of cute the way they curl backwards like that. So um really I would say adorable. enjoy I think the... She
9: weighs f- all of a pound and two ounces and her ears are huge and and then just curl backwards, it's the cutest thing in the
7: world. Yeah, I'd say enjoy the photos now because, you know, mm-hmm. the chances are they're going get, to get better. But, yeah, there's a lot of thoughts, you know, in these young pups, you know, if there's some kind of bodily inflammation going on, um, whether mm-hmm. they be, you know, they're cutting teeth or that they have yes, some kind of, um mm-hmm. uh uh-huh. that's the common thing you'll probably hear on the Internet, is that, you know, while they're losing their teeth, their ears, and I think it's just a timing thing. But there's also, I've even had dogs where um, we've had heavy worm infestations, and that's just an inflammation in the body. Body and, you know, the oh. ears kind of could be the, the thing. So as long as you've worked with your veterinarian, she's in good health, you're deworming her. Otherwise, I'd say just give it time and um, enjoy those baby's cute little ears. Okay, I'll
19: do that. <laughs> Thank Thanks
4: you so much.
1: Thanks for your call, Sherry. We appreciate it. one 405 8405 I just uh, read that this came, just came in over the press here. In California, a dog is no longer property that is that's great in the court's eyes they are no longer considered property now of course for years and years, if something happened to your dog and the courts ruled in, fa- in your favor, they would pay you a certain amount as if it was property.
10: Yeah,
7: replacement value.
1: But uh, no longer.
7: Well, that's going to be a little bit. I mean, I'm all, all for it on the s- standing that I love my animals and I don't want them known as a thing. Sure. But you know what? This is going to open up a whole world of you know litigation. You know, you injure someone's dog, they can mm-hmm. sue you for pain and suffering, and they could go after you in a totally different way. And not to mention your you know veterinary. Area, liability and the cost of the vet. This is
15: Animal Radio.
9: Hi, this is Iron Chef Kat Cora on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet.
10: Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more.
1: That's Larry Blackman. I believe one of his cats got him in the codpiece when he did that there.
6: <laughs>
1: it's Animal Radio. We're the show that answers your questions about how do people get jobs in radio when they're just have no... No, we answer the questions <laughs> about your cats and your dogs and your iguanas and your ferrets and uh, your fish. And uh, we have Dr. Debbie who's... She practices in Las Vegas, and so she sees all kinds of animals. We also have dog trainer Alan Cable. He can help you with any of those vexing dog issues. Dog father Joey Volani and Joy Turner, our animal communicator. By the way, Joey Volani, if you haven't checked out his brand new line of spot remover, great stuff. He has, Of course, he was on Dogs 101, and uh, Groomer has it, and he's always giving out great advice about your dogs and grooming them. He'll be answering your questions on today's show, too. I'm sorry, just a little distracted there. Yeah, I'm thinking 20 years ago. Our animals were in our backyards. We wouldn't let them in the house, the dogs especially. Now they're sleeping in beds with us and uh, eating our food.
5: Going on vacation. Mm-hmm. That's what okay. this
1: show is about, is celebrating that connection. Okay. So welcome if this is your first time listening. This is our 12th year, and as I mentioned earlier, we're coming up on our 600th show, which wow. is, oh boy. makes me feel old. Stacy, what do you got going on?
6: Well, I got a story coming up about this guy in Montana whose dog... 800 500 bucks that he had laying around. And you know what? By gosh, he's going to get that money back. One way or <laughs> another, right out of that dog's rear end. Yes, and he's going to send it to the Treasury Bureau of Engraving and Printing. And you know what? He might get the money back. Wow. I'll tell you how and why. Coming up on Animal Radio News. Mm, good news, I hope. Yeah. We'll down just a, few a lot minutes. of money.
7: If Everything have, comes out in the end, right? It really
6: does. It really does. <laughs> I'm sure you've had
1: plenty of cases like that where you've had to, to deal with animals that Jewelry. have ingested things.
7: Oh yes. What is yes. the
1: weirdest thing an animal has ever ingested at your practice?
7: The weirdest thing actually tends to be uh, someone's panties that don't live in the household that the wife lives in.
5: Oh. Someone
9: else's
7: panties. Yes. Wow. Yes. uh that, that, that That's hard out. to explain when when the dog vomits a thong and your wife doesn't wear one. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, wow. We can answer your questions on the phones at 1-866-405-8405. You can also tweet us your questions or Facebook us your questions. Or the brand new way to do it is ask your questions right from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. So you want to download that puppy right now. This one comes in off the app. This comes from Steve Worsley. He writes, my dog loves egg whites. Is it okay? He will eat them all day long.
7: Well, you know, egg whites are um, actually a very good protein. It's very bioavailable. So meaning it it's utilized for energy very well. Uh, the, the only but if that I'm going to throw in there is that they can't be raw. Um, so raw egg whites contain a component called avidin and it's basically a protein that blocks the absorption of a type of b vitamin and it can cause b vitamin deficiencies. so if fed raw eggs on a regular basis that can be a problem so if the egg is scrambled and you're just kind of doing the little egg white i don't see a problem as long as it's not a major part of the diet
1: what about cholesterol is that do they suffer from high cholesterol like us humans i know for humans, you're not supposed to have eggs every day because that can lead to high cholesterol.
7: Yeah, and you know, with dogs, um, dietary cholesterol is it doesn't tend to be the problem so much because they're not generally eating French fries and pizza and a lot of bad food. So um, even though there is cholesterol in the egg yolk, um, it's it's still good for them. And only in really extreme cases would I not feed that to a dog. Um, so that should be fine.
1: You know, little doggy egg farts all day long. <laughs> This one well, comes in from uh, a whole family, the Samagis. They write at, at com. They write, my little pug baby has a collapsed trachea. He's 10 years old. We adopted, adopted him at 7 years old. His previous owner thought he had allergies, and that's why he coughed. When we got him, we took him, got x-rays, and they found out that he had a very small trachea. We've had it under control with daily cough suppressant pills prescribed by our vet and steroids. We've opted not to have surgery because our research shows that the outcome is not very favorable in almost half the cases. Our vet has experienced on animal acupuncture and offered to give Duke a round and see if that would help with his cough. I guess our question is, what can we expect for the little pug man getting needles stuck in him? I'm afraid he won't like it. We absolutely love our little man so much We wanna, we want him to be comfortable for many more years of pugging. First of all, let me just say, I like it when you call little man. That, that's cute. That's endearing.
7: And years of pugging because that's what, you know, I fell in love with pugs at practice and that's why I partly wrote the book on pugs. Mm-hmm. Um, they are such fun characters, but they are wiggly fellas, so I can see why the concern for acupuncture as a therapy may or may not be appropriate. And um, I guess in that part of the question, uh, my answer would be that some pugs just don't sit for anything very well, but with um many dogs with acupuncture, there are some calming points that they can um, treat and that that may help the pet calm for the the duration of the uh, session. So it might be worth a try um, but recognizing that some pugs, you can't get them to sit still and they do that and uh, you just got to accept it. (laughs) That is puggy. Um, So who knows? It might be worth a try. Now, um, going back to her comment in question about surgery for a class collapsing trachea collapsing trachea for me when i talk surgery it really has to be pretty bad so meaning that the dog has to be really bad with symptoms of coughing maybe having severe distress or almost emergency bouts and the the actual collapse in the trachea that happens it's kind of a, a flattening that happens and it has to be about 50 percent of the diameter of the airway and if it's about that much or more then the dog might be a candidate for surgery really because it can be a life-saving a potential uh, tool for some pets, um, but it doesn't. It's not perfect, and um, surgeons will vary on how much they say it helps. So sometimes, as much as seventy-five or eighty percent of dogs will improve with it. Um, it just depends on selecting those pets that have the the best options with that, because um, not every pet does well with uh, the surgery. Mm. But uh, if the medicine's helping them, I don't know that I you know say that's got to be a reality for this little guy.
1: I had acupuncture once. It got me nauseous. The doctor said it Nuh-uh. was your chi being released. yeah,
5: yeah, that's what they say it's going to happen the first time until you get all that toxic toxins out and then the the next sessions won't be as bad Hmm. but i guess you were just so put off you didn't go back to the second session
0: (laughs) if you missed any part of today's show visit us at animalradio.com or download the animal radio app for iphone and android call the dream team now at 1-866-405-8405
1: this portion of Animal Radio, my friend, is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's Natural Goodness for Dogs, made with raw USDA-inspected meat, it's raised naturally, no added hormones, no antibiotics, just good food—the official food of Ladybug, the studio-stunt dog. In fact, her little head peeked up when I said Stella and Chewy's, and you can learn more at StellaandChewy's.com. I present to you, ladies and gentlemen, the Dog Father. Joey Vellani.
3: You know, these violin players, they're getting a little bit expensive. I think maybe we should just get the Sopranos um, theme song from the beginning and play that off the CD, because these guys are getting... They're asking for more money here, Hal, and you, you know, I don't know what to tell them. I noticed you give them cash every week. They only work in cash. Uh, okay. So listen, I want to talk about the five top reasons why you should bring your pet to the professional groomer besides the bath and the haircut. First and foremost, when, and I say this a lot on here, but I'm going to just make sure everyone remembers this, go in just for the checkup. Now, when I'm saying checkup, it's not a medical checkup, so any veterinarians that listening, you know, don't get your <laughs> panties in a bunch here because it's a visual checkup and, and, and it's a total body, you know, we're going to feel the body, we're going to look in areas that you probably don't normally look i mean how many times do you look at your dog do you look at your dog's butt do you know what i'm saying um or in any private areas well we have to work in those areas so you know they're winking at us basically we feel underneath the arms we look in the ears a lot of times you look at their teeth everything that goes along with it and we may find things that you may not know about whether it be the slightest little bump or irritation or something that can actually you know, turn out to be something that could be serious and your groomer finds it and hopefully you get it taken care of and then you don't have any more problems. The other thing is the nail clipping. Your dogs routinely, unless your dog is, a, is an active working dog, and when I'm saying active working dog, I'm not just talking about a dog that's, that runs around the backyard. I'm talking about a working dog, maybe a dog on a farm, maybe a dog that hunts on a regular base or, or even a, a um, dog that walks the city street on pavement, um, like in L.A. or in um, New York City, those dogs not so much because they grind their nails down, but the regular, I'm going to say probably, and I'm just drawing a guess out there, 75% of every other dog out there um, that sleeps on, on your couch more than you get to sit on it, those dogs, um, they need to have their nails cut because what ends up happening is the nails are now going to curl under, they're going to start walking on it, it's going to be very uncomfortable because it's going to spray the feet, and it's also going to grow into their pads and then cause problems problems. Okay, so how often should
1: we be checking the nails anyway?
3: I'm glad you said that because I would have left that out. Every four to six weeks. And if your dog's nails are extremely long and need to be cut back, go to your groomer weekly. It's not all that expensive. Um, Groomers charge anywhere from five to twelve dollars, depending on the groomer that you go to, to cut them back. Because every time you cut them down, there's a quick in there and the quick will recede back. And the quick is a vein for a lot of people who don't understand the terminology. And I can only cut up to that point um, without making your dog bleed. But the more I cut it, the more it recedes, the shorter I get it. And the other thing is anal glands. Now, a lot of people say, you know, a lot of people don't even know what anal glands are. But anal glands are sacs, um, underneath the rectum that fill up. And a lot of dogs, when they, um, when they go to the bathroom, okay, and um, they expel them themselves. Some dogs, and, and, and I see it more in, um, in smaller breeds than I do in larger breeds, what happens is it needs a little bit assist, of assistance. And a groomer can actually squeeze them. It smells horribly. It's disgusting. Usually, if you ever scare a dog um, real bad, you'll smell it because a lot of times, you know, through
1: nerves, they'll, they'll just release it. But what is, I'm sorry to interrupt. What does a groomer usually charge for the anal gland uh
3: well anal glands really are part of the, should be part of the haircut themselves so depending it depends on the bath and the haircut because it's not something you want to do if there's not a bath that uh, accompanies that do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. number four it's good for socializing get your dog out let them see other people let them see other dogs let them get used to it especially at a young age and the last thing is and this goes back to our jingle That um, (laughs) animals are people, too. And I'm going to stick to that, and I'm going to tell you why. I don't know this for a fact, okay? Um, I'm not Joy, and I can't read their minds. But what I can tell you is when a dog is clean and a dog has a haircut... From when they come in to when that haircut is complete, they act completely different. They're happy. They feel, it it almost seems like they feel better. It almost feels like they look better. We've made them this way because of our habits, okay, for what we do. And um, we get excited when we see them, we pick them up from the salon. So that gets them excited. It makes them feel good.
0: Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joy Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis.
1: Wow, what an incredible show. But Judy has booked today. We're talking to a guy who's suing the state of Texas. uh, Apparently, he's an internet veterinarian. Yes, and they don't want him to practice anymore. So that's all on the way right here on it. That's just the tip of the iceberg here today.
6: Uh, let's uh, move to the middle part of the iceberg right now. We have Stacey Cohn. Okay, this is crazy, and I don't know how anybody could even fall for this, but uh, a, a ferret on steroids... <laughs> ...was passed off as a poodle. Not once, but a few times this pet store was um, giving these ferrets steroids, and they passed them off as these little white poodles. And people oh bought gosh. it for <laughs> $150. bucks. i wow. will tell you more about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Wow.
2: That's absurd. That's Who a- would do
3: that? That's just sick. How could you mistake mistaken a ferret even on steroids as a poodle? They don't even have the same type of coat or look anything alike. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. gosh.
2: Well, they give it an exotic name. That's the same person I
1: can sell the Brooklyn Bridge to. The
2: new breed, a feral poodle.
1: Oh, I like that. Yeah. You remember those lambs? It was about a year ago. They were passing off lambs as dogs.
3: I remember the story. I don't really remember, the, um, you know, the whole um, crux of it, but I do remember the story.
2: Any day now, there's going to be a you know a person passes off his daughter as a dog as a daughter and the for a big dowry somewhere, and some guy's going to marry a poodle. Let's just go to the phones. What do
1: you say?
13: <laughs> hey.
1: <laughs> hey, thank you. Hey, Kiki, how are you doing?
13: I'm good, thank you. Nervous <laughs> but good.
1: Nervous but good. Where are you calling from today?
13: Riverside. California.
1: Don't be nervous. We'll be really gentle, okay?
13: Oh, thank you. What's going on? Not much, actually, Um, which is kind of why I'm calling. I have the best dog ever created. Oh, really? You bet. He is beautiful, and he's big. He's a big, hairy, funny guy.
5: Sounds like my husband. (laughs) Okay.
13: Um, I have two questions for Alan, please. Yes, ma'am. One is, is that I need a trainer. For my dog and me, because I want him to be my all-purpose dog.
2: What, what do you want him to do, exactly? What do you, what do you oh, need him okay. to do? Oh, okay,
13: well, he's already my companion, and I dare say he's probably, yeah, you could call him my guardian. I mean, he barks like crazy if you come near his house. But I want him, the the rest of the goes, is that I want to have him as my guide dog.
2: Well, you know what? You're going to need, I mean, in order to turn a dog into a guide dog, take some very specialized training. There are very special places where they do that.
13: Yeah, they are, and they uh, also have very special attitude if you
2: want them to do your dog. It's it's a very complicated training process. It's not something that you could do yourself. And I'm not sure if there are private citizens who do that out there. I really don't know. I've never really had that kind of a question before. It's interesting. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because you want him to be a full-fledged guide dog, which is a very, very complex procedure. A dog has to have the right personality and the right upbringing from puppyhood to be a guide dog. Uh, you know, uh, approximately three out of every four dogs fail the process, believe it or not. When a, yeah, I when do a,
13: believe it. Having been there and done that, I know. Yeah, so... But I'm telling uh, you, I, my dog, for me, okay, the, the, the operant here is me. For me, he's perfect.
2: Yes, for you, he's a perfect companion, but I'm not sure that you could turn him into a guide dog. I mean, you'd have to find somebody to do that for you, and and I, you might not be able to uh, have him at home for a while because they'd That's have to never actually take happen.
13: him. No one is taking yeah. my mammy away from me.
2: Nobody's not, taking that baby away minutes, from
13: me. three minutes, not three weeks or a second or anything else. Well, no, let me it's ask it's you this.
2: Why can't you maybe get another dog that is a guide dog? Get yourself, Because I've uh, been
13: there and done that, and I found a whole lot of issues that um, getting a dog that was already programmed... Um, wouldn't I don't know how to explain it nicely? I couldn't do it, so I couldn't.
2: <laughs> you you didn't like the? dog? Did they give you a dog? Did you actually get a dog? Oh yeah, I did. did they,
13: um, and I you was, didn't like. I've been there and done that. Yeah.
2: And you didn't like the dog they gave you.
13: It wasn't that I didn't like the dog, but there was so much about the dog that because she was as old as she was when I got her, and it's yes. not that she was even old. It was that mm-hmm. I didn't know the dog.
19: Mhm. Yes, and I understand. And there was a
13: lot of yeah. what we, what some of us thought was a lot of. um I guess you could say double talk. An example, just to show you, was they would tell us one thing, like "Go with your dog, depend on your dog, because she knows what she's supposed to do." When we were right. in the streets, however, in lecture they would say, "Your dog is going to test you, and it's up to you to do these things. Don't let her get distracted. Don't let her do the things that she's going to do." But, but you know, you already told us to depend on our dogs.
2: I understand. I understand what you're saying. Now, you said you had two questions. What was the second question?
13: Oh, yes. Yeah. The second one is is that I want somebody, I want to know, um, maybe you can give me some tips on how to play with my little whammy. See, when I throw a Frisbee, I think he thinks that I'm throwing it at him and not to him.
2: Well, dogs don't think like that. I mean, if you go, if your dog, does your dog bring the Frisbee back? Does your dog if bring it back to If he feels
13: like it, he brings ball a ball a lot feels- quicker than he'll bring the Frisbee.
2: Well, then you go outside, sit in your chair, and just throw a ball. That's the best way to play with them. Just throw the yeah. ball for a half hour. That's what you do. And uh, you know what? Don't worry about getting a guide dog. I, I understand what you're saying and you know why you uh, had trouble with your guide dog. I understand totally. You're happy with the dog you have now. You're happy with his behavior. You just want to play with him and make sure he's happy, and he will be. You just play with him a half hour a day and keep doing what you're doing.
13: No, see, but I don't want just to play with him though. I want to take him with me because having him with me does among other things keep me focused. And I Well yeah, take him Yeah, him.
2: continue continue to do that. Continue to take him with you where you go.
13: But and, not, uh, I, just, can't, I can't legally do that though, can I? Why? Because Why? he's not certified or registered or whatever it is he's supposed to
2: be. Doing. Oh, I see you want to take him. In. you know what the, well, most yeah. states: I think I think you can, I think you can uh, definitely get that done now in most states, um, from what I'm seeing, uh, you can pretty much some people have guide alligators now. I mean whatever animal you have that makes you feel better can be uh, 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 what do they call it an assistance animal?
1: Yes. What do they call it? therapy yeah. or uh, medical yeah. alert, depending on what the application is? What
2: What is the application? Are you blind? Are you? Uh... Yeah, that's what I am. Okay. You should call the. Uh, I I don't know who you would call. Probably the Humane Society that's or why the. I call uh you. Well, no, I'm not. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not in charge of any. I don't have to call either. No. See Listen, now, look at look I'm at how you're going, going on. I look at how you. You know what? Wait a minute. I know I think love you
13: what I want from my dog. What I need. Wait is a minute. To get the trader to show me the how.
2: Now, wait a minute now. I think that's, I think you're being unreasonable. I don't live with you. I'm not in your state. I don't know the laws there. You want to bring your dog. You said to me, this is what you said. Okay. I'm not putting words in my mouth. I'm putting them in yours. You said to me, I want to know how I can bring my dog everywhere. Sure, well, I can't. Yeah, well, I well I'm going to answer. I'm, I'm going to, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Am I married to you? I, I'm going to answer your question right now. You, you call. The, you call the animal control board, and you tell them your situation, and I'll bet you money they will give your dog a certificate that allows your dog to go with you wherever you want him to go. I'll bet you money.
13: More serious?
1: Really? Yeah, it's, it's it's serious. It's amazing how you can get a You can get a certificate if you have a dog that just makes you feel emotionally better. You well, can he
13: get... is so cool, though. I mean, he already he is more than that. I think that's that's the point I've been trying to make. My vet is close to me, within walking distance. Just because I, it's important that you know that I'm my vet. Is Your vet can probably
2: me. tell you who to who to call. But yeah, um, I'm sure you can uh, get.
13: He didn't want to go there. He didn't want. Didn't want to go to know there? anybody? He told me.
2: Well, I'm telling you, the when state we go will to give. When my
13: vet, though, Cody and I walk. He's close enough that we can walk. Right. Cody knows to go around cars that are parked. He knows to go around mailboxes. And all I have to do is tell him go around the car, and then I tell him good job because he does. When we well, go up on the curb or up the driveway, I tell him okay, we're going up the curb or we're going. Does to he
2: plan traffic. weddings? I, I'm looking for a wedding planner. Does he plan weddings?
13: Um. <laughs> you I'm asked him to comment on that yeah.
2: now listen you when you get off the phone here, I want you to immediately Monday morning uh call the animal control board or or the humane society in your state, and they're going to tell you how to get your dog a certificate so that you can bring them into restaurants and the stores wherever you need to go.
13: Thank you so much
2: yeah that wasn't that bad was that Kiki
13: no, well. no it wasn't.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more. For dogs,
15: like people, arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in spring. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All-natural, FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. FlexRx is available at pet shops, retailers, or visit ProLabsPets.com.
5: We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to Stella and Chewy's. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal balance in women over 40 so you can finally lose the weight and all of the other menopause symptoms simply go away. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-851-8111. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-851-8111. That's 1-800-851-8111.
13: This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio, and remember how very, very important it is to stay spay new to your pet
0: you're listening to animal radio call the dream team now at (laughs)
1: 1-866-405-8405 this portion of animal radio is brought to you by frolicat and the frolicat bundle let me give one away just a second right here it includes the frolicat bolt little interactive laser toy. This is my favorite of all of the whole bundle is the Frolicat Bolt, and I'll tell you about in just a second. The Frolicat Twitch, also included in the bundle, which uh, takes a little enticing teaser toy and swings it around for your cat. And the Frolicat Dart, which is an automatic rotating laser light. Now, the Bolt, last night, we took it home. We've had it in the studio. We took it home for the cats last night. And uh, Judy, <laughs> J- Judy set it up. And I didn't even actually know that it was on at the time.
5: I couldn't let you know because you never let the cats play with it. So I had to do it when you weren't looking. I
1: walked into the room. All the cats are racing around chasing after this. And it is is truly hours of entertainment for your cats. And it's good to get that exercise. Here's the one thing I did notice. I was not bothered in the middle of the night by the cats because they got Got all their exercise exercise and all their energy out. Uh, prior to going to bed. So if you have one of those cats or 10 of those cats or 15 of those cats that are really uh, keep you up all night long with their activities, this is a good way to tire them out and keep them active. And I'm going to go ahead and give one away right now. In fact, I think we have uh, Allie on the phone. Fo- hey, Allie, how are you doing? Hi,
19: how are you? Good. I'm fine,
1: thanks. You have cats?
19: <laughs> I have 12 of them.
1: Really? 12, 12. cats? Holy moly. I'm, I'm, I'm
19: down to 12.
1: Down to 12. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go ahead and give you a cat bundle, if I may.
19: Well, thank you. I think they would
1: truly enjoy it.
19: I could always use that. They've they've all all been rescued.
1: Oh, they will love this. Uh, So hold on for a second. And also, I understand you want to talk to Dr. Debbie? Yes, I do. Go ahead.
19: Okay. Um, Hi. Hi there. What you got going on? I have a... Uh, an outdoor cat that I rescued last November um, he was 6th in September and I brought him to my bunch my bunch were they, they're anywhere from 13 to 17 years old and wow. he just wanted want to kill about 6 of them <laughs> and so I have to keep him completely separated he's got his own room with a screen door I let him out when I'm there, and I can supervise every move he makes. But Mm -hmm. when he attacks, you know, he just gets into a frenzy, and, of course, he'll go after me if I get in the middle of it. But Mm -hmm. I've I've tried the the calming collars, which really seem to make a difference. They work for about three weeks, and I can tell when it's, you know, getting ready to wear off. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, there's, there has been an imp- improvement, but I just can't leave him unsupervised at all. Cause it's just like, nothing special will trigger it. He just sort of just goes off.
7: Well, I mean, you are in an extreme situation there, Allie, because um, what I usually advise my kitty clients is once you start getting over three, four cats in the household, with each cat that you add, the risk of having an inter-cat issue, whether it's aggression or house soiling, it just goes up. So when we get all of these cat personalities under one roof, I would be surprised if someone with that many cats didn't have uh, cats urinating out of the box or aggression problems and inter-cat issues, because in, in a high-density situation, cats are under chronic low-grade stress, and they may not show it in the ways that we always notice it, um, but there can be a lot of nonverbal communication going on, and for some cats, you know, if, if it seems like nothing is triggering him, believe it or not, a lot of cats will have very passive or fearful behaviors, nonverbal communication that they'll cue, and it actually can trigger an aggressor cat, one who's more dominant and who's starting these altercations, and it actually can be triggered by those other cats' fearful movements. I have been
19: watching that, and I ended up putting a couple collars on them, too, because mm -hmm. that was triggering it. I was watching them, you know, sort of crouch down, and then he would just nail them.
7: Exactly. So a lot of this can be really difficult when you've got this many cats. Now, yeah. for a single cat that is being the aggressor, I, I definitely like the idea of using the pheromone collars. And, and in my experience, either you know the plug-ins or the collars, they do tend to run out of their oomph by about three yeah. weeks. So there's nothing wrong with you know adding a new one on at that third week because I, I do hear that just even across the board, dogs and cats. Um, so that's, that's fine. Now, the things that you can do for the the aggressor cat, um, I always advocate giving those other cats a little bit of warning. And that can be done by putting a bell collar on um, the aggressor cat to just kind of give them a warning that he's coming. Now, it doesn't matter if he's just out looking and he's looking for trouble (laughs) because they may not have the opportunity to get away. Um, But the other thing to consider is if he's in good health and the veterinarian clears him, I would consider using some drug therapy for him. Um, okay. In many cases, in a smaller household, sometimes we'll medicate the fearful cat um, to stop being fearful, and that can often take care of the problem. But in your situation, I don't think it's rational <laughs> to, to medicate yeah, all those I other know. cats in those in those senior years. So, you know, if he's in good health, then I would look at getting something like Prozac for him or clomipramine, which are commonly some of these drugs that we use to help um, manage these problems. Um, so that might be a reality. Now, the other thing is, uh, you know definitely considering the reality of keeping him in a different population. And um, sometimes you can find cats that have a similar uh, bold personality, and and they might be able to acclimate in another room or an environment with him. But you just can't Hmm. pick those fearful ones. The ones that have a kind of totally different mindset um, would not be appropriate to to be in um, an environment with him alone. And then, as always, you know, cats, what, what do cats get upset about, and why do tr- things trigger problems? So making sure the resources in the kitty household are ample. And that's, that could be tough with <laughs> 12 cats. It mean, really can. So cat trees, I would imagine, if I'm picturing your house that's right plenty. now. I'm well, pict- I
19: actually emailed you uh, a few hours ago on all the outdoor. Uh, I built this huge cattery and downstairs and then an outdoor enclosed with a 40 foot ramp and i mean they love it but i can't let him go out there because i don't want the other ones to get stressed out so i guess i'm gonna have to build
7: him his own definitely and and then throughout the house that's where you know we got to have these places for the cats to kind of get away from each other in general not just from him so you know perch trees all of that you know through different rooms of the home um places they can hide making sure there's Lots of litter sources and food sources in different rooms of the house, uh, with different entrance and exit strategies. So you don't want to have where um, they're always going to get ambushed by a particular cat coming out. So you, you've got to really kind of look at the floor plan and um, you know think on their behalf. Is is if kind of like that. You know, I had a younger sister. I have a younger sister. <laughs> as far as I know, she's still there. Um, and you know, we always fought like cats and dogs. Uh, and, um, sometimes I would just like stand outside the door and wait for her to come through and jump and surprise her and freak her out. And it's a lot of fun, you know, and that's what little sisters are for. You're kind of harassing. <laughs> so, um, so you have to kind of think of, you know, wh- what other avenues can the other cats get startled or spooked from fellow cats in the house? So, you know, kind of think about, you know, a little sister. Think like and, a cat. Yeah.
19: <laughs> <laughs> well, I had 24 at one time oh, really? and I hadn't taken any in in uh, the last 10 years. You know, all mine have they've been like 20 and 23 years old when they die and they gradually you know, my numbers have come down. I'm down
7: to 12 now. So, it, and it is a better situation than it was when I had so
19: many. Yeah, definitely. I definitely. guess that's when
7: relative, we get... isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, okay. I see cats where they come from a group household, um, you know, sizable like yours, and um, they can have some things like plaques in their mouth that occur from viral stress, um, or you know, kitties that are having lower urinary tract symptoms because that's a stress organs for cats. So if you have a cat that's peeing out of the box, it can be their stress, it can be their nerves, things that are freaking them out. It doesn't always have to be an infection. So, um, you know, cats are sensitive creatures, so we've we got to kind of uh, look at them a little differently.
19: Yes, they are very complex.
7: Well, good luck with that, Allie, and well, we appreciate you so your call. Much. Take
1: care of yourself, Allie. Hold on a second. We need to get your information for the Frawler Cats. 1 866 405 8405. That's toll free to the Dream Team.
4: Dogs or cats? Horse animals are people too. After 28 years of trying, a British jockey finally won his first race... 44-year-old Anthony Knott, whose day job is a dairy farmer, was so overcome with the thought that he really could be winning, he stood up in his stirrups and was nearly passed by a fellow rider. But he was victorious, riding Wise Men Say, a horse he bought when it was lame and nursed back to health. Knott describes his horse as being a little difficult at first, explaining he used to bite and kick, but the unlikely pair became champions together. So what's next for Knott? He's quitting, saying he wanted to quit while he was ahead. And being he had never been ahead before, he thought it was a great time to quit. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio.
16: Hi, this is Doug Gray and the Marshall Tucker Band. And forever, you'll always be listening to Animal Radio. Keep loving those pets.
10: That Hotels.com April Shower Sale is incredible.
17: I know.
12: I
10: can't believe how much money we saved.
17: Don't say that too loudly. If the bell hops
12: here, how much we save, they'll be on us looking for big tips. Too late.
10: Hi, folks. Take your bag. Go
2: your a limo. Wow. Uh, can I bring you
12: extra towels?
2: How about a club sandwich? I can carry you down the stairs. Throw it on roast petals.
15: The Hotels.com April Shower Sale. On now through April 29th. With savings so great, you won't be able to keep it a secret. Book now and save up to 30%. Hotels.com. Finding you the perfect place at the perfect price.
12: This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news. Really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, and this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562.
10: This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by hat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets.
6: I'm Stacey Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, I know it's hard to believe that I'm going to be talking about Super Bowl Sunday, but there is a big event coming up uh, on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, 2014, it's going to get a little cuter. The Hallmark Channel has announced the airing of the first ever Kitten Bowl. Now, according to the Hollywood Reporter, the announcement of the uh, Kitten Edition was announced, noting that kittens featured in the three-hour event will be available for adoption. The first-ever Kitten Bowl, slated to make its debut February second, two 2014, happens at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Put it on your calendar. Uh, it notes that, the, like the Puppy Bowl, the afternoon festivities will feature referees, but will add judges, an obstacle course, hurdles, scratchers, hoop jumps and tunnels, and... The most valuable kitten, MVK, will be chosen at the end of the show. Shoppers at La Salda Market in Buenos Aires, Argentina, may not be getting what they bargain for. According to the British newspaper, the Daily Mail, vendors at the market are trying to pass off, ready for this, bulked up ferrets as toy poodles. <laughs> The move has reportedly tricked several people into shelling out 150 bucks for the rodents. Apparently, the ferret had been given steroids at birth so it would become bigger. The tricky vendors also fluffed out the rodents' fur so it looked more like a tiny poodle. Well, for a long time, the switch-up had been considered an urban myth until a local TV station reportedly discovered several people who uh, actually bought the animals like that. I mean, it's a little hard. to. I just can't imagine. Ferrets are, like, long and skinny. Can you imagine how bulked up they must have been? Okay, ready for this. Uh, You know the old story, my dog ate my homework. How about my dog ate 500 bucks? A dog owner in Montana, Montana's in the news lately for weird stuff with animals. Anyway, he's taking care of the dirty work now. He's just waiting to see if the U.S. Treasury Department will replace the $500 bills that his dog ate earlier this year. Wayne Kinkle tells the Helena Independent Record that his 12-year-old Golden Retriever Sundance chowed down on the cash when they were visiting his daughter this past Christmas. Kinkle says that he followed Sundance around for months picking out pieces of the bills from the dog's droppings, but he didn't think he had enough to do anything with this until his daughter gave him more fragments that she found in her yard. Well, after thoroughly cleaning what was left of the money, he sent it into the Treasury's uh, Bureau of Engraving and Printing. And a federal employee told the Independent Recorder that Klinkel's money will be replaced if they can determine that 51% of the bills are present. But that process could take up to two years. Well, you know, you wipe it off. You, you, you put it in the washing machine a little bit. Who knows? You can clean it up. It probably won't get interest, though. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal-breaking news at AnimalRadio.com.
10: This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at Frolicat.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolicat toys automatically entertain and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolicat Bolt or Frolicat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com.
12: Surprise mom early with live, fresh-cut roses in jaw-dropping spring colors from FiestaRoses.com. They arrive long before Mother's Day, so mom feels extra special. And that legendary FiestaRoses.com quality means her dazzling roses still last well past Mother's Day. Use promo code MOTHER and save 20% today only by ordering early. Call 800-707-4833. Remember, order early, use promo code MOTHER and save 20%. 800-707-4833 and FiestaRoses.com.
4: Mom, I had the best dream. <laughs> well, good morning to you, too. Okay, so I was at night. I had a sword, and our house was a castle. There was this angry dragon. It was kind of
13: scary. Oh, yeah?
4: But I protected the castle.
13: Oh, that's my brave little man. I'm
10: glad our castle is safe.
14: Your home is your castle, and sometimes you need help defending it. The National Association of Realtors supports maintaining homeowner tax incentives because they make home ownership more affordable for more families. Learn more at HouseLogic.com.
10: That Hotels.com April shower sale is incredible. I know. I can't believe how much money we saved.
12: Don't say that too loudly. If the bell hops hear how much we save, they'll be on us looking for big tips. Too late.
2: Hi, folks. Take your bag. Throw you a limo. Wow. Uh, can I bring you extra towels? How about a club sandwich? I can carry you down the stairs.
15: The Hotels.com April shower sale. On now through April 29th. With savings so great, you won't be able to keep it a secret. Book now and save up to 30%. Hotels.com. Finding you the perfect place at the perfect price.
1: Wow, time is flying by today. There's so much going on. You really packed this show full, didn't you? I know, it's a really big shoe. Really, really big shoe. 1-866-405-8405. That is toll-free to the Dream Team. You may say, "Who is that dream team?" Animal communicator Joy Turner is joining us. Dog father Joey Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, and Doctor Debbie all here, and uh, we'll head back to the phones in just a second. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by D Herbs, with over 400 products available for both you and your pet. Jumpstart the health revolution and experience healing. Go to dherbs.com. That's the letter D Herbs.com, providing solutions for better health. This story came across my desk about a veterinarian who uh, has a website, giving advice, medical advice on the website, and he was shut down. I guess the state of Texas Oh yeah. shut him down. Uh, Dr. Ron Hines joins us. Doctor, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are y'all? I'm doing okay. How y'all? <laughs> what, uh, did I tell the story right? What's going on, basically?
20: Yes, uh, I think everything you said is correct. I've been a veterinarian a long time you know, almost 50 years now, and wow. uh, my health really doesn't allow me to run an animal hospital like I used to, but I think over the years, I've kind of learned things that, that can be helpful. Not in every case. There are certainly things that really don't lend themselves to Internet advice, but I think in, in many instances, I can tell people what their options are and maybe lead them in the right direction. At least I hope I can.
1: So people would ask you questions over the Internet, and you would uh, give them free advice, or or you had a $58 flat fee for advice?
20: Well, I started off doing it for nothing. I still, sometimes I charge, but if anyone sends me an email, I answer it, whether they charge or not. And I, I try to tell them what I would do if it were my dog. A lot of these people are overseas, they're isolated, some just don't have any money.
1: Is it true that there were people with conflicting diagnoses from their veterinarians so they would come to you to to sort of uh get a second deliberate. opinion?
20: Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, people don't write me when they have a simple problem. It's usually <laughs> multiple problems, many veterinarians differing opinions, drug dose questions. Uh, so, um i have to review everything i can if they send me x-rays i have a look at them uh blood chemistry history Mm -hmm. we talk on the phone some a lot of these people i tell them you know i can't help them their pet may have cancer or the pet may have already died and they're feeling guilty about it and they they think well if i would have brought to the vet a month before maybe and uh a lot of people you know their pet is their most important friend in the world and and I look at it that way, too.
7: I think for a lot of people, maybe listeners, aren't understanding why, like, a vet board would, would protest this. Because it sounds like, you know, it, it, this should be a great thing. And and the thing that I, I'm assuming that the vet board has a problem with is the, the lack of a doctor-client-patient relationship, which is inherent when we prescribe medications for pets. Now, I mean, in your instance, you're not prescribing medicine. You are providing information. Is that correct?
20: That's correct. Um, I always ask what medications the animal is on, and their body weight, and you know how frequently they're given. And if I see a mistake, and, and sometimes I do, I'll just uh, mail them a PDF of the product insert. But I, I don't ever criticize, uh, you know, a veterinarian or or try to cause acrimony. But. Um, you know, mistakes happen. I make mistakes that boards make mistakes. We all do. And uh, I try to avoid them. I try to fix them when I can or at least send them down the right road. But no, I, I don't I don't prescribe medications.
7: and, and, I, that's I, where and I, I, I never
20: tell another vet, you know, how to run their business.
7: Yeah, and I think that's where, you know, for, you know, I appreciate that vet boards do what they do, but, um, you know, that's kind of a situation of you're, you're not doing any harm. You're providing a second opinion and maybe empowering some of these pet owners to find, um, and ask those questions to to get their pet the care it needs. So, um, yeah, it's, it scares me that they're, that you're getting a problem on this, this, honestly, because, you know, look at all the media shows out there. We have Dr. Oz, we have the doctors. You know, what is the next step? Are we going to start, um, prosecuting all those shows for these doctors that are answering questions on air, and you know, this is getting scary. You know how I always get upset when, you know, government comes out and tries to tell us how we can or can't practice our given profession. Sure,
1: and and this is what you do. You give advice on a weekly basis too, but you don't prescribe any medicines. You often encourage people to go to their veterinarians if you feel that you can't reach a solution on the air. The the veterinary medical examiners, they shut you down, they've suspended your license, they fined you, and they're making you retake portions of your veterinary license exam. seems pretty heavy. What was their reasoning?
20: Well, they've been rather circumspect in in explaining that. I still haven't been able to find out if a complaint was filed, and if so, by whom. Uh, We get conflicting messages on that, but I I must say the Texas boards, when they modified, and when I started doing this, it wasn't against the law. It was only in 2005 that they modified the act, and basically they followed the, the AVMA, the American Veterinary Medical Association's guidelines on a modern practice act. So, although Texas tends to be quite aggressive in you know, enforcing their professional boards, I believe the same situation exists in, in every state, although I'm, I'm not an attorney and I really don't know much about that. But um, it is a national policy. Uh, at one time, it, it probably made sense. You know, we used to show up with a horse and buggy and look at the horse and all we really had was our eyes and our ears and our hands, and in those days, I suppose it did make sense, but the world has moved on, and, and we have radiology reports, you know, that describe all the details on an x-ray that an ordinary practitioner might miss, and we've got electronic uh, blood work results transmitted by national labs like IDEX and Antech. and I tell people, you know, I'm not your veterinarian, I can't examine your phone, I'm not clairvoyant, can't heal animals over the telephone or the internet but if i didn't think i was doing good i i I wouldn't keep doing it of course i can't do it now
1: you're suing though right
20: well then Institute for justice is suing i'm 69 years old I, i wouldn't be doing this anyway my health is you know is tenuous but i felt it was important to open this up for younger veterinarians i mean there'll be other vets who would like to do what i do it gives them a window to the entire world. I have clients in Africa, the Middle East, on remote islands, many of them where there are no veterinarians, or if there are, they just don't have the knowledge that modern veterinary schools provide. The only reason I, I would really continue with this is for whoever comes and takes us over later. Uh, I think that's and veterinary boards and veterinary organizations need to kind of accept the digital and the electronic age. I mean. We are there.
1: It seems to make sense, and all of yeah, this seems to be about free speech, and I guess exactly. that's what the lawsuit is about—is free speech,
20: right? I believe so. That, that, that is how I see it. You know, there there is no substitute for for a seasoned eye looking at the or seasoned hands examining an animal, and uh, I try to make that clear.
1: We're working on the technology to hold your animal up to the radio. And <laughs> oh, we, no. so.
20: Well,
7: I have to say, I appreciate your battle and, and your efforts for future veterinary generation. I wish you the best, definitely.
1: Thank
20: you. Bless your heart.
1: Dr. Ron Hines joining us. If you want to learn more about Dr. Ron Hines' case, you can head on over to AnimalRadio.com where we have all the information up at the website.
2: It sounds like either he didn't tell us the whole story, or there's somebody up there not on that board that doesn't like him you know and Ellen, you are and the always other, the so. guy
7: looking for the what's what's the bottom line you're always scrutinizing and there's gotta be more to this story there has to be <laughs>
2: there has to be more to the story judy allows me to play with the
1: frolic uh, frolicat bundles between the commercial breaks here in the studio. This is one of my favorite pastimes. The cats want to play with it, and the dog the, even the dog wants to play with it. But I ultimately turn off the lights in the studio and play with the little laser toys and have lots of fun.
3: I said that last week, that they need to, they need to instead of marketing this for cats and dogs, market it for us, um, because what we you know with our, with our small brains here, we find it more amusing, I think, than the pets.
1: We welcome back Alan Cook. He is the top cat. Over at Brilliant Pet, and uh, he also is the mastermind behind some of these great toys for our cats. Hey, Alan, how you doing?
11: Doing fantastic. How are you? Oh, splendid.
1: Splendid. Thank you. I see that there's some brand new toys that you're adding to the Frolicat line, and I wanted to be the first to announce them and uh, show them off and maybe even give a couple away to listeners today. The Frolicat Pounce, I understand, is, is brand new. It's coming out. Now, I saw these at the trade show last year, a sneak peek of them. They are some of the most beautiful toys.
11: That's right. They are You know, beautiful objects that you'd be proud to leave out on display when your buddies come over, and they happen to be some of the world's greatest uh, and most fun pet toys. Uh, Pouch um, has a really cool um, mouse that we call Marshall. That moves around in a circular path, forwards and backwards. And there's different places for him to hide. So sometimes your cat could see him, and sometimes he can't. And it kind of entices the cat and engages him in a very uh, in a physical way, where they can stop, they can stalk. And of course, and pounce on the mouse.
1: Okay, and this is not the only new addition to the Frawl-O-Cat line though,
11: is it? No, we did some, uh, great updates to our laser toys, like the Frollicat Bulk and, uh, Darts are the automatic laser toys that randomly generate patterns mm-hmm. for your animal to chase after. And we added a new, uh, item to the Dart family called Dart Duo. Ooh. And we saw, you know, animals playing with uh, playing with the toy and sometimes playing together, and we said if one laser is good, two lasers are great. So we added a second laser <laughs> so two animals can play with Dart Duo at Ooh. the same time. So I could play
5: and the cat could play there at the you same go. time. Finally, Hal,
11: it's totally like adjustable. You can control how fast or slow the lasers move. It's got a timer that'll automatically turn off. And you can choose if that's after five, ten, fifteen, or twenty minutes. And it even folds up uh for easy storage.
2: Yeah, you know, you're actually some sort of cool madman. You could design one though. That's like instead of just a laser, it's a picture of a beer can, and and it would be a toy for guys. You know, where it, it just moves around on the wall, and the guy gets out of his chair and he chases after it.
10: Yeah, finally well, you get we, your old man we, to exercise. We kill
11: so much productivity as it is because you know, you know, we can chase after these lasers all day long. If we had like the uh, virtual uh, bear thing, I don't think anything would get done for the rest of the week. I'm
1: thinking so. I'm thinking <laughs> so. Coming out this summer of the Fralick cat flick. Now, what's this all about? I have not seen this one yet.
11: Now, Flick um, won all sorts of great awards at uh, Super Zoo in Las Vegas. And this toy, when it comes out later this year, it's got a string that uh, it flicks out. The string appears and then the string disappears. To get this cool white disc, you can set on the floor or on a table and coming out of the toy is a retractable string.
1: Let's go ahead and give away a Frolicat bundle out if we can at 1-866-405-8405. Now, if you're not lucky enough to get through, write down this website frolicat.com That's F-R-O-L-I cat.com And of course, we put links to everything you've heard on today show over at Animal Radio. Good stuff, Alan. Thank you so much, guys. Alan Cook joining us. We'll head back to the phones next right here at 1-866-405-8405. I
9: said
17: nah. Hey, gang, this is the Money Man, Eddie Money. Make sure you to your pets and keep the dial right here to Animal Radio. It's the greatest station.
0: If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
1: I just downloaded the app myself. It's uh, not bad. It's a pretty cool app. I have, have it seat? on my phone. Do you have it on your phone? How about you, Alan? It. Do you have the Animal Radio app yet? You don't even have I, a smartphone. I have it on
2: my, ref- I have it on my refrigerator. I, I don't have a smartphone. <laughs> I, I have a dumb phone. This is this is quite an empire you've built here, Hal. you built an, an empire. I actually didn't
1: do it. i got to tell you, it's really boog. And uh, Ladybug, the studio stunned animals that have built this empire, and they they really dictate what we do around here at Animal Radio. That's how I listen to the show.
3: I listen to the show from from my app in the car all um, all the time because I can't listen to it live, obviously, because we're doing it. But um, yeah, that's how I listen to it.
2: Can I, can I just say, I, I think it's all Judy. I think Judy is the master, the, the power, the strategy, the influence. And she is the backbone of this show. And, and Hal, I don't think you give her enough credit. Did you apologize to her for last week's behavior? Oh, yeah,
1: did I oh, apologize? Oh, he's still
4: apologizing.
2: I, I'm down
1: on my knees right now apologizing. Very
3: nice. You didn't notice all the butt kissing going
4: on today? <laughs> A lot or of or anyone buttons that,
3: that that you know they, I mean when we go to the, our little breaks, um I guess um, you know, the Hal had said something to Judy that she didn't like too well and um she um she showed him who's the boss of the studio, here. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Well as a radio talent sometimes I get a little cocky. Because I think most radio talents get cocky, right? What yes they do. Oh what. What you never get cocky, oh, Alan? Oh,
2: yeah. That's funny. <laughs> well uh, that's like a dishwasher getting cocky. <laughs> Well, let's see here Um, It's time to play a game, Dr. Debbie
7: What kind of game? The game I'm is called. I'm very nervous will about Dr. this. I don't know what it is.
2: The game is called. I search every week for things that I think will, will pique your interest and, uh, and excite you. And this game is called <laughs> Will This Excite Dr. Debbie? Okay. We'll take votes right now from Hal and Judy. <laughs> okay. Will this excite Dr. Debbie? I already told you what it was. It was that, that strange obsession show on TLC. And I'm betting what well, one of the stories I saw will get Dr. Debbie very piqued. Oh, the mm-hmm. one you were talking about
5: earlier?
2: Yes. Yes. Mm, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say won't. Okay. won't even tease her. I, uh, I'll say a no.
5: I was dialing phones. I don't even know what you're talking about.
2: <laughs> she, she doesn't know what we're talking about. She says no. Dr. Debbie, there was a, there's a show on TLC called My Strange Obsession that I, I check in with every now and then, and there was this lady on there, and her strange obsession is bee stings. She stings herself every day with bees, and uh, she stings herself 15 times a day. She's stung herself over 50,000 times, and this gives her much pleasure.
7: That's weird, is what that is.
2: Wow.
7: <laughs> that is just downright weird. That sounds like you're making this crap up. That's what I'm going you. I'm not you. making
2: it up. I'm not making it up. You go that on the internet is... when we're done and check it out. She is just so bizarre. <laughs>
7: i i don't know what to say to that so i don't know that it gets me excited it, it is i it's aw- it makes me awestruck i just can't believe it
2: No. how about the rat lady that has the 19 rats and loves the rats more than her family and has moved into a separate apartment because her husband doesn't like the
7: rats you know what i did see that but i do have clients that love their rats have oodles of them and uh, i can understand that one a little bit more in kind of a little you know, different way
2: Can I just say, that sounds like a really good soup. Oodles of rats. I love that. Uh Campbell's oodles of rats.
9: (laughs) Chunky. I will
2: continue searching. My quest continues for, will that excite Dr. Debbie? When I talk to you and I I listen to you talk about creepy stuff, like creepy crawly stuff, like it's a matter of fact, I get this vision in my head of you in the kitchen, you know, like a mad scientist concocting all kinds of exotic dishes on things that you find in pets and then testing them out on a cracker.
7: (laughs) You know what? I probably have unintentionally done that. (laughs) Okay, Alan, I'll tell you what got me excited today. And this is going to be kind of more along my line of things. Okay? Okay, So we uh... had a dog that got horribly ill with a GI illness diarrhea, vomiting, just really on death's door. And it it, it was giving me a lot of frustration trying to figure this out until it came up that the other dogs in the home all got sick too, but they recovered. And this all happened after the dog ate some chicken from one of the grocery stores nearby. So today, the dog is doing great and she's responding to therapy but we got the culture back and she has Campylobacter, um, which is an infection people and uh, animals can get from infected food items. So I was so excited about that and that's very. I exciting. guess you're not. Yes.
2: No, no, that is, that is exciting, but that's a different excitement for you. Like you're excited by success in your practice, but you're also excited by gross stuff. So that's that's I my am. angle. I am diarrhea. It's for. exciting.
7: Yeah. You know it. It's just. Diarrhea I think it's exciting. just
2: intriguing. Anyways. is it on your coffee table? Is it is it hardened <laughs> on your coffee table? See, while you have your gloves on there,
1: Doc, can you check Boog's teeth? Tell me what you think. These things got to um. be cleaned.
7: What do you mean you she know, never takes the gloves off? You do not brush his teeth, do you? So, yes,
1: he needs some dental care. Well, you know what? I thought that I'd get them done, get the teeth done, and then I would brush every day after that. But it's, and I love the little guy dearly. I give him medicine every, well, Judy gives him medicine every day. and, and we, <laughs> but, but I can't see putting a toothbrush in his mouth every day. I don't know how he's going to ever like that. So it's it's tough to and I know there's other people that agree with me on this. Do you really expect your clients to put a toothbrush in their mouth every single day? Yeah.
7: It, cats can be difficult. You can train them, but you got to do this when they're young. You really got to get on board with this and embrace this when they're puppies and kittens. That's the most successful way to do it. But you know what? I actually I just saw one of my old neighbors came in with her uh, Shih Tzu yesterday, and the dog is uh, I think eight years old. Never had a dental cleaning. She brushes their teeth religiously every night before bed.
1: That's a big dog I, now.
7: Shih Tzu, shih little shih tzu. dog. Like oh, okay. Little dog. They're Fifteen little dog. pounds. Okay. Fifteen pounds with an underbite. That wow. dog's teeth were gorgeous, beautiful. I would never have known that he had never had a dental cleaning. So you can make a huge difference in your pet's care preventatively by just brushing teeth, really.
5: Hal doesn't even brush his teeth every day. He's not (laughs) going to do that. That's
1: really not necessary. That's not necessary, Judy. Uh, So this little red line uh, right between the teeth and the gums on my my teeth, of course. My gums. That's not, that's gingivitis, right? That's, uh, it,
2: yes. okay. that's a wonderful thing.
1: That's all we have time for today. I want to thank Victoria Stilwell, Dr. Ron Hines for joining us, and, and especially you for joining us. Remember, you can get more Animal Radio all week long at AnimalRadio.com. Download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android right now. Before you forget, do it now. I can wait. <laughs> well, actually, I'll, I'll let you do it on your own, but it's free app. Get it, and you can ask your questions right from the app. Have yourself a great week. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio.
5: Bye bye. Bye bye. Take
1: care. See you next, next week. Same place.
5: And moody, always adopt, don't
17: this is Animal, Animal. R- Radio. R-
9: network, network.